You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go Well, uh, I want to tell you, man, I think I'm done doing the introductions with uh, saying this is the TSR podcast because if people are listening at this point, you guys know who you are at and you guys know who you are listening to, my man Bo and myself. Bo, how are you living, man? You ready for football? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, bro. You have a good weekend so far, man? Yeah, I did. Uh, got some got some time off. Had a busy uh, week last week with all the rainwater and stuff in town. I know a lot of other people did, too, so it was a nice uh, relaxing weekend for a change. Yeah, man, I did absolutely nothing this weekend. Um, I'm trying to get the designs done for TSR's T-shirts. I'm trying to get the hoodies done, uh, hats, too, trying to get all that done so it can all get put out there and people can start pur- uh, purchasing some of that. But, guys, we have a great list of topics to talk about tonight. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Miles Garrett. Um, for pretty much any of you that don't know what happened last year, I think it was a Thursday night game, right? Bo, you're, you're a big Pittsburgh fan. I believe it was a Thursday night game when the incident with Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett happened. Am I right? Yes, sir. Okay, so basically, guys, on this one Thursday night in November against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Miles Garrett gets a QB hit on Mason Rudolph. They both go to the ground. They get tangled up. Apparently, some words were said. We'll get to that in a minute. But it ended up being Miles Garrett wrestles off Mason Rudolph's helmet and ends up coming at him and wielding it like a weapon and hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with it, which is one of, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Bo, that was the first episode me and you ever did. It was right after that happened. It was a, it was a great time to start a podcast. <laughs> it was a great time. To, yeah, yeah, great starting point, man. So yeah. basically that happened, and still to this day, I think it's the worst thing I've ever seen on the football field. I don't know. Are you with me there, Bo? What do you think? It's definitely the most egregious act I've, in my lifetime, committed on a football field. I know the 70s and stuff were kind of a wild time, and I'm sure there was some helmets taken off and thrown around back then. But definitely in you know in the, in the modern era, it's it's definitely like the worst thing I've come across. On the field. Yeah, so basically, Roger Goodell dropped the hammer on uh, Garrett, suspending him indefinitely, and he didn't play again in 2019, which is exactly what should have happened. Am I right, Bo? Absolutely. That was the the minimum, in my opinion. No chance Miles Garrett should have played again. Me and Bo both said that from that first episode TSR ever had. We both said that was the most unbelievable act we've ever seen on a football field and that he should not play another snap that season. So basically, altogether... Miles Garrett paid um, a $1.2 million in fines, fees about the act and the incident. Um, it cost, but, his, cost his team some wins, probably. I mean, oh, it absolutely. It, best so, player so, on that defense goes out for the whole season. It's just as selfish as it is violent. Yeah, man. And see, the guy's the number one overall pick. And let's let's think about it. So I think it was his 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 rookie season, he didn't get the franchise sack record. But that that last year he was gonna get it. He 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 had ten sacks, I think, through nine games. So yeah, he, he had ten up to that point. He had up 10. to that. Yeah, I think that was his ninth game. So he had ten up to that point. So basically, Miles Garrett was just now reinstated by the NFL. Uh, Garrett now Garrett is saying that the NFL is hiding the audio from the confrontation between him and Rudolph because Garrett has said many times. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but he has said that Rudolph was using racial slurs. 
Uh, to be exact, Bo, I think the exact term, he called him a stupid N-word. I'm pretty sure that's what he called him. Yeah, that's that's uh, what he's claiming, yeah. Now, Garrett is, is quoted in saying, I know they have something on audio. They're not releasing. That's up to them. The NFL is saying they do not have any audio from the incident. Now, mm-hmm. let me ask you. Let me ask you. Who do you what do you think, Bo? The, I, I can see it both ways. Maybe the NFL doesn't, man, but the NFL has so many cameras and crewmen out there, they, I, I, I find it very hard to believe they don't have any audio. Yeah, yeah. And, and all and all of the microphones put all over the field and on the players. I mean, there's several players mic'd up on Thursday night, for sure. And, I mean, it's, something would have gotten picked up. But I feel like if the NFL knew that he actually said that, that they wouldn't be suppressing it as much, I feel like they just don't want to muddy those waters and, like, create a precedent where – Anytime someone says this happens, they have to release tape instantly or, you know, they're being, you know, strung up. You know what I mean? It's just not, you know, I don't, <clears throat> it's, it, it's a weird, just choppy waters. It's a weird time. You know what so I mean? Yeah, no you no said one choppy, knew how to handle it. You said choppy waters. Yeah. I would completely agree because again, a Miles Garrett said himself, I don't want to make this a race thing because, you know, anytime it becomes a race thing, and race is involved, it becomes very, very um, complicated. Sensitive. <laughs> yeah, it's not sensitive. That's the better word for it. Lot, it becomes very sensitive. And it I, should I be. think the, oh, it definitely should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but I think the NFL is trying to avoid that situation. Now, are they hiding audio? Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. I don't, I'm not I don't think it's to hide it because he said something. Though. I think it's just so that, like, going forward they can hold something back if they want to i feel like they're trying to save their own skin a little bit on that end well either way either way no matter what was said okay if rudolph said it okay like that's awful you shouldn't say something like that i mean if he had said that he should have missed the rest of the year too yeah yeah you know if you said that grow up man that's that's all i have to say but either way i don't care you know i do care if he said it but if he whether he said it or he didn't say it miles garrett is still majorly in the wrong it doesn't matter what was said. You have got to to keep yourself calm enough to not use another player's equipment that can yeah. actually really hurt somebody. And as strong as you are, you know how as big, big as he is. I mean, good are, lord! You, Why do you need if that? If he helmet? hit me with that, if he hit me with that, hell, look at look at me. He would he would have killed me. Oh, I mean, honestly. I mean, he might have killed Mason if he hit him with a different part of the helmet, man. That's true. That that's very true. If he had hit him with so, the crown, the top of it, it would just it could it could really. Well, it was mess just about. It was just like I remember on the first episode, man. You were talking about how you know you played football and what those helmets feel like and how mm-hmm. how how hard those things and how durable they are and how much of a weapon that could really be used. At. <laughs> yeah, I mean they weigh as much as a brick that you build a house with. I mean they I think they weigh more than like your regular old standard red brick. Like so, to, like which is kind of crazy when you think about yeah. it. It's just distributed different. Like you don't think about it, and let's say you hold it like by the face mask and how, how the weight's distributed. It. I mean, and and it's meant to like withstand you know car accident level hits. You know, it can definitely do damage to your skull. It's you know what I mean. The the outside of it's meant to protect your skull. You know, not Absolutely. hit your skull. So you know that's that. It, it's completely. It can't happen. It's. I don't think you'll see it ever happen again. I mean, I think that's a one and done right there. Oh, no, no. If you see that again, somebody wasn't paying attention to it. It's going to be even longer suspension, and it's going to be Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, let me ask you this. Yay or nay, Bo? 
this has tarnished Garrett's career and reputation forever, no matter what this man does down the line. <clears throat> he'll, he'll, he'll carry it for the next decade. Yeah. I mean, he, that Mason Rudolph won't be able to get rid of it either. And I think it's, you know, Mason Rudolph's already, you know, he's been dragged through the mud for his, you know, alleged political beliefs that people found on Twitter. And, you know, I th- it's, it's definitely a, it's a perfect storm for them to blame it on him. You know, it's like they found the right guy to, you know, to put, to put it on. Let me go on a rant. He's he's not going to be able to get rid of it either. It stained his name forever too. So, so the whole thing, you you just brought up something that, that I I don't know. I kind of care about this stuff. So let let me go at this real quick. You just brought up the whole thing with Rudolph, how people come down on him for his political views on Twitter and stuff like that, that they've gone back. It's not that he's tweeting it now. They've gone back and just in his likes and stuff. It's like in In his his likes. likes. Okay. And the people he follows. Have you ever seen how like some of it's funny when they do it, but have you ever seen like, okay, um, like uh, when Kyler Murray got drafted number one overall, right? Yeah. They, they went back to like 2012 and found a tweet where Kyler Murray said, oh, Russell Wilson couldn't make that throw. I could have made that throw. Or just something like that. Oh, man, it'd be crazy to play against Russell Wilson <clears throat> one day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They oh, find yeah. cool stuff like that. But then again, they'll go back and find something 10 years ago where someone said something wrong. Maybe they were mad. Maybe they they'll were spend, upset. Yeah, they'll spend and, the whole day scrolling through your time. Through and, your and just to just to almost make you look bad, which I think is ridiculous, leave leave people's personal lives 10 years ago, 10 years ago. Leave it that decade ago. You know, people change over time. That's all I'm saying. That's it's all been I'm a bunch of, It's been a bunch of college quarterbacks. Yeah, over everybody's not Antonio Brown. Picked apart. Everybody's not Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown makes stupid comments, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon and at nine o'clock at night, he does it constantly. It doesn't matter. You saw he was back on the. Did you not see the interview he did? Literally, I didn't like see. At this ago? point, I'm just assuming. At this point, yeah. I'm just assuming he's he not was on doing the. Anything. He was on the Breakfast Club in L.A. with with uh, Charlemagne, uh, the God. And, I did uh, not see that. Is there? Yeah. Is that up where you can watch yeah. it? Yeah, it's a third. He did a 38 minute interview with him, I think, and uh, he oh, literally, yeah. you know, he he posted that apology to Big Ben on his Instagram this week. And then um, he, I mean, he he posted the apology. He said, you know, like he didn't know how good he had it and stuff. And then he went on that radio show, which is like the biggest radio, like morning radio, like like hip hop radio show in the country. You know, tons of views on YouTube and listeners every day in L.A. And he was like, everybody. He said Ben forced the ball to Juju to try and get his numbers up and and make everybody think Juju's better or the best and like and said made you know made made everybody turn on ab he said it was like like usual made everybody turn on ab or something like that and just just acting like the cards are against him and they did him wrong literally not even a week after after apologizing my man needs a reality check dude it got i mean he he does a nice thing and then he flips around does a bad thing does a nice thing flip around does a bad i mean it's literally like i think he needs actual help every time i don't i don't get it we, let's not make this an Antonio Brown thing, but I'm going to say that we have said it many a times that Antonio Brown, this is not just fun and games anymore. Antonio Brown, I think, or I believe, has a problem. A problem. I yeah, don't think I mean, this is fun and games anymore. There's something going on mentally with this guy. I don't, like I've said before, I don't know if this guy's on medication, but if he is on medication, is he not taking it the way he should be? Is he abusing this medication? You know, is he just is not it, taking it in general? Is it CTE? You never know. Is it CTE? Is it early onset? Could this be the first time? He took in some NFL rough history? hits, man, playing the Bengals and the Ravens over. Hey, his we're career. about to talk a guy. We're about to talk about a guy that gave it gave a rough hit to him. But what I'm saying is, could this be the first time? I mean, let's see. Like, what if they found out? 
five years down the road, Bo, this was the early onset CTE. This would have been the first time this has ever happened, where all of a sudden a, a man completely changes his mood and his attitude and flip-flops daily because of CTE in early onset. That would be the first time I've ever heard of that happen. Like, I, I don't know. I've never heard of that happening before, but, like, it worries me. I don't know if that's what this guy's going through good, right now. I'd say good luck getting him to go out and, and, and get his brain checked and then admit to, like, having some kind of early-onset CT. I feel like the football player ego he has in him won't want him to be labeled as that guy. You know what I no, mean? I no, feel like he'll he drag this on forever. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like that also. Um, <clears throat> could not get my words out right there, Bo. Um, anyway, so we both agree this is going to tarnish Garrett's career forever. Now let's let's look at some other noodle. This is what's bad, man. This is what's what makes this situation bad because when you do something like what Garrett did on that Thursday night, you do, you are your name is put with other guys' names that are frowned upon in NFL in the NFL. Okay, you're not among amongst a list of guys that are that are people are proud to. Uh, Say is their fa- I'm not gonna say proud to say their favorite players. I'm gonna say you're not proud a lot of times to have your name with these guys' names. These are some of the names right here. Vontez Perfect. Okay. This guy was suspended indefinitely for his pers- persistent helmet to helmet hits over the course of his career. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was this past year, right? Early in the season, he got suspended indefinitely. They haven't said anything about him coming back. Yeah. Okay. Albert Hainsworth. We know that guy had had a problem career. Do you remember, Bo, when he got that five-game suspension, um, which was was the longest suspension up until that point? That was unbelievable when he got a five-game suspension. But it was completely reasonable because he – do you remember that? He stomped on Andre – who was it? Andre Garode's uh, head. When his helmet oh, was off, yeah, and he, it, yeah. Took, it took like forty stitches. Was that like he was like in a scrum or something like that? Yeah, and it, yeah, that was and rough. You know, so, so you got your name with Perfect, who's considered I would consider the dirtiest player in NFL history. Okay, so that's that's a Bengals fan saying that here, guys. So, yeah, I, I, I there's no shame in my game. Believe me, yeah. there's enough shame already <laughs> over here in the Cincinnati fans. Okay, yeah. so Vontaze Perfect. I think that's just how he plays. I think the guy, if you put the guy in the 70s or 80s, yeah, he's fine. But you can't bring that game style the way he does in, you know, modern-day football. Then you got Antonio Smith. Um, Antonio Smith ripped off Richie Incognito's helmet and swung it at his head during a preseason game. He was uh, suspended two preseason contests and one regular season game. So I don't know if you remember that. I, I slightly remember that. I, this was something I was looking up. I was trying to find some other incidents. Obviously, I remember the Hainsworth and the the. I remember all. Dude, you know, James there's not Harrison's just one. honestly laid out some pretty bad ones. James Harrison has one. He I don't know who he hit. Was it wasn't uh, that Andrew Haskins? I can't remember who it was. He hit the Browns player. He hit over the middle and just completely just crumbled him. I mean, oh, helmet absolutely. to helmet. I mean, it was it was terrible. I mean, it's it's a it was a perfect esque hit. I mean, it was bad. Well, you see, you know, a lot of these hits, man. Okay, there's, there's, there's bad hits, and then there's just egregious acts. It is unnecessary. Of, of, of you're it's just trying to hurt someone. I remember, I remember watching the the Panthers Cincinnati game. This was, this would have been, okay. So last year, I went to the Cincinnati Panthers game. Unbelievable time. Uh, any of you guys listening that I went with, y'all know how much fun I had. That was my first uh, NFL game I got to go to. Watch my favorite team versus my friend's favorite team, but. Four years before that, because Carolina and Cincinnati plays every four years. Four years before that, I was watching the game with a massive Panthers fan. Okay. And if he's listening to this, he'll remember this. 
I remember watching the game, and Cam Newton had, had basically done a QB dive into the end zone, and Burfecht had him by the ankles. Mm-hmm. And the camera catches Burfecht trying to twist Cam's ankle all the way around before he can get up. Whew. Like, while he's stuck in a pile. That <laughs> is egregious. That is just trying to hurt a player that is trying to take them out of the game. That that could possibly ruin someone's career. I do not stand by that at all. That is absolutely awful. And in my personal opinion, if you're caught doing that multiple times, you should be thrown out of the sport. I because agree. I don't I don't want to go out in the field. Say I'm one of these guys playing against Vontez Burfecht, right? Say Vontez Burfecht's having a bad day. All right? Yeah. yeah. And he just comes out. And today, you know what? This guy's been running on me a lot. I'm going to go for his knees. Like, that's not cool. You can... <laughs> I would. That makes me not want to play against that guy for my own personal safety and well, my you, own personal. And the NFL health. can't be out here preaching player safety and not taking it player safety serious. And, and clearly, you know? clearly, I will say it was the right move suspending him. And definitely, Miles Garrett. And again, I'm not Miles Garrett. Just did the worst thing I've ever seen happen. But I don't think. I think my. You know, I think something maybe did trigger Miles Garrett. I have to think maybe the racial slur was used. I'm not saying it was. That's not what I'm saying. But. I would have well, to believe. I mean, he already said they already said that that Mason was grabbing at his face and stuff like that, well, and, the only and he kicked reason, him the only in, Mason didn't him have in the his, groin. Yeah, well, the only reason that Mason didn't have uh, Garrett's helmet off is because Garrett's so much bigger. Yeah, could, I mean, couldn't get there. That's what I'm saying, man. So, so basically, this is going to follow Miles Garrett for a long time. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. But the NFL has reinstated him. We will see. If he's suspended anymore going into next season, we will see. I expect he will be. I'm gonna say three games. But you got a prediction for me, Bo? Or do you think he's coming straight in playing? Uh, well, like next season when it starts. I mean, I think I think it, when he touches field, he's gonna be fine. Okay. Like, I, mean, I, he, think, I mean, he's, he's, he's gonna be the same player. Oh, you, what do you mean? I, th- I think he's gonna be suspended three games. Going into I next think, year, uh, I still think he's. Um. Oh yeah. I thought you were asking about how he played. I'm sorry. Oh no. This man's gonna be fine. But what I'm yeah, saying yeah. is, I think he's gonna be suspended three games. Because uh, like I said, Haynesworth got five. Okay. Miles Garrett got the rest of that season for one of the worst things we've ever seen. I still think they're gonna punish him some next season. I don't think he's done. I don't think they, it's they, done. They, they have. They have the right to do that. Is that is that is that what you're saying? I mean, can I the NFL they have can? The right. I they believe. Can they, I don't think it matters that they've reinstated I, him. They can still serve a Yeah. I don't think that it helps that he double down. Yeah, don't, you don't need to keep doubling down. But, yeah. you know, if he heard what he, he says, he heard what yeah, he heard. I don't see three games. I don't okay. see three All right, games. What do you say? One game maybe? I'm, I'd say max, absolute max two. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't, I don't even, I think you'd probably be out there week one. I mean, they're going to want, they're going to want their stars on the field, in my opinion. All right, again, Bo, put this down. We're going to bet on this. We'll, we're we'll gonna bet on this. I'm going to say he's playing week one, dude. All right, all right. I he's, say he's not he playing until week, I say he's not playing until week games, four. So. Okay, that's bold. I mean, I bet he, I just think the I don't know the NFL man. You never know with them. They might think he's done his time. They, they may think so. He you did never know. He's what he's me missed what seven games. Talent trumps everything in the NFL, man. If you're if you're good, they'll get you out there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, Bo. I want to break down the QBs, man. It is going to be the year of the quarterbacks, whether that's free agency, whether that's trades. There are going to be a lot of quarterbacks finding new homes this offseason and maybe carrying over in, even into next season. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to list a quarterback, okay? Okay. And I'm going to give a little uh, little um, start to it, and then I want you to tell me where you see them playing. Okay? Okay. Free the right. guys that are, that are like could be possibly moving around? Yeah, yeah I, I, got, like I, got a, I got a big list, man. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. So I, w- I want to okay. break this down for you. Philip Rivers, he's done with the Chargers. He had a terrible year 
And, and that is a capital T. Where's he heading? Uh, I think he's going to be somewhere in the state of Florida. I think, or or Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans, so, or so somewhere in the state of Florida. So you're saying Tennessee Titans, or you're saying either Jacksonville or Tampa? Uh, no, I would I would say um, Tampa or Miami. Oh, just completely disacknowledged what I just said. Miami or Tampa? I know Jacksonville's in Florida, but Miami. I don't know why. I just completely forgot just, Miami. Jacksonville just signed all that money to Foles. I don't think they're just going to give up on that just yet. Oh, we're we're going to get to him in a little <laughs> bit. All right. Okay. I see. Where do I, I see? I don't. I don't even have this right now. I'm trying to come off the dome right now. I see Philip yeah. Rivers honestly ending up with. See, I don't want to give away any of my other other things. I'm gonna say so. I can't say why I don't see him going to some teams. I'm going to say he goes to the Colts. Okay, I like that. I think that team is just built really well for Phillip Rivers to come into. They're already talented. I think Phillip Rivers can walk out of one contender and go straight to another one. So, we'll see. We'll see if the Colts can do it. Classify the Chargers as a contender? (laughs) Before injuries this season, they were my Super Bowl pick. That's every season. Dude, they were my Super Bowl pick. That is an unbelievably talented roster when healthy. No, it's look, it's loaded top to bottom. Oh, it's loaded. That that's an unbelievably, unbelievably loaded team. All right. So you're saying you said what? You got to give me one, Bo. We can't sit here on give one. Where's he going? Tennessee. I like I like that. All right, Tennessee. All right, I'm going. uh, Like I said, I'm going to the Colts, Indianapolis. Okay. Andy Dalton. The Cincy experiment is over. Where do you see Andy Dalton going? Do you want uh, me to go first or you go first? You go first, Andy Dalton. I think the best place I can see Andy Dalton going is the Chicago Bears, which is in a lot of rumors. I know, Jacob, not very original, but I I think it's a perfect fit. I really think I could see Andy Dalton performing really well in that offense and having that unbelievable great, unbelievably great defense. I, I just, for some reasons, I think if Andy Dalton goes to the Chicago Bears, they're a pretty solid playoff contender. I mean, I'm okay, not gonna say playoff contender. They're in the playoffs. That's what I think. You go ahead and give me your pick, but I think Andy Dalton is the type of quarterback that you can kind of get for a bargain that is going to take you farther than Mitchell Trubisky. I think Mitchell Trubisky's gonna be a flop. Uh, yeah, I think that's already flopped I, and ran I, its I said that in the beginning when I ranked those quarterbacks that year. I said Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a flop. Yeah. Get Andy Dalton in there. Get a, get an experienced quarterback. Andy Dalton does not have that bad of a track record. I don't. Yeah, I know they haven't won in the playoffs and stuff like that. But Andy Dalton is a pretty darn good quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And I think he'd be great with the Chicago Bears. Go ahead and give me your pick, bro. I think I like. I really do. Honestly, like that's that's a pick. You know, when when you think about it, that, I would have gone. Well, with. if you agree, but if it, you agree, go with it. Um, I, don't pick something else if you don't. Well, I think I think the Chargers could end be a landing spot. You know what I mean? The Chargers have a loaded roster. He'll have good receivers to rely on, like he did in Cincinnati. He'll have a running game that's dependable. You know what I mean? What in the okay. world is playing on my headset? I had something just come up and play on my headset randomly. Let me uh, ask I couldn't you this. hear anything. Do you, do you think that? Do you think there's any possibility? I think it is a solid possibility that Tyrod Taylor takes that starting job in uh, for the Chargers. I, I don't think they want it. I don't think they want that to be the option. But I think it could be. It could happen because they don't do they don't make any other moves, you know. I could see the Chargers going straight to the draft for their quarterback also, but I mean their their roster reminds me a lot of of his roster in uh, in Cincinnati, you know, like the Eifert tight end, two good receivers, you know, 
Teton, I mean, you could say there's three decent receivers out there, you know, at all times. Good running game, shoddy O line at times, but still get it done. Always have like you know good offensive numbers. He would so, take a shoddy O line over Cincy's O line any day of the week. Well, I mean, it, it just the the offense around him that he would would be there is another one that I think it reminds me of a lot of what he was already in. I think he could step in and be pretty comfortable. Oh, I, I think I think he could too. I not completely. I'm with you on that pick. Like I said, I'm a Chicago's Bears. Chicago Bears guy for Andy Dalton, but I like the Chargers as a destination. All right. I'm going to make this one short uh, short and easy. Tom Brady, do you think he's actually leaving New England? If so, where? My thing is, sorry, guys, but Tom Brady will be in New England again. That's the end of yeah. mine, Bo. Go ahead. We're going to agree on that. I'm, All right. I'm, good. I, I want that one to be quick right and there. clean. I don't think Tom Brady is going anywhere. I don't, and I don't see them winning. I don't know if I see them winning a Super Bowl next year with him, but I don't think that – I mean, where are they going to draft a quarterback to replace him? There's no one in line to replace him. And, I mean, I think, was it? Well, let's see. The only the, guy they he got. Could really, in, he could end up in Las Vegas. They're all, I think I've read today they're offering him. He could, him, but I don't see him. that. I don't see Tom Brady being the face of, like, a new up-and-coming team. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that at all. Well, it's the not only, an expansion team, really. I mean, it's the Raiders. You know, yeah, it's just, not an expansion team, but, but okay. Okay, obviously, if you had Tom Brady, you're starting quarterback in Las Vegas, you're going to sell tickets. But I don't see that. I just don't see that. I think they're trying to pay him like they were offering like 30 million a year. (laughs) There's no chance as great as Tom Brady is, and he is the greatest quarterback of all time. But there's no chance whatsoever I'm paying Tom Brady at his age after last season 30 million. But when you're moving to a new town, it's perfect, though. Oh, it is. Like you need that to put people in the seats every week. Imagine if they gave him that money. And then he went and he won the Super Bowl. It wouldn't be, there'd be a wait list on season tickets. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. Yeah, people, it'd be the number one selling jersey in football for sure. Oh, like, I, over, over 100%. Night. Like, you know, write it in. Send yeah. your vote in. That's it. That, that is 100% the most popular jersey. Yeah. But another guy, this is going to be pretty, quick and clean. clean. It'd be a clean jersey too, that, that black and silver Brady. Um. This guy right here, there's a lot of rumors going around about this. I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it just how I'm gonna keep it. That's the best way I can say it. Taysom Hill, he's a do-it-all guy. Can he yeah. lead the team? No, he can't. Yeah. I don't understand the hype. I don't, I'm, I don't I'm selling that. I don't know. I don't know what the whole thing is with, with Taysom um Hill is. Yeah, he's a he's a very versatile player. He's a do-it-all guy. Like I said. He worked perfectly in that Sean Payton scheme for the Saints. I think he had the right people around him, the right players, the right compliments. I do not see this guy going to, you name it, you name the team, and leading that team into the playoffs or anything like that. I do not see it one bit whatsoever. I mean, I saw I saw uh, people were sending me stuff like, you know, New England could be a landing spot if Brady leaves. Man, if Brady couldn't get New England past the first round with nobody out there, how in the world is Taysom Hill going to win five, you know, six games with, like, no help out there? Now, watch. You know, my man is probably going to come out here and make me and you both look dumb. I don't I don't think he is. But no, I, mean, that's he's, I don't think he's thrown under 10 passes, and he's, like, like sub-60% like completion it, percentage on where that. Is, where is a, this? A pick and, like, no passing TDs, I think. I mean, let me tell you this. Let me put it to you like this. There's, There's no film. No- no, there is no film which could make him a, a an advantage. That could be an advantage over D. Corner. For like, for like that's six why, that's games. Why the Saints, that's why the Saints have done so well with him. There's no film. This guy's hardly ever on the field until later on in the playoffs or later in the playoff run. The, what, here's my thing. 
I'm a team, right? Yeah. And I hear Taysom Hill's going to be our starting quarterback. I'm like, ah, mm. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't make me feel very good. But, hey, we got a starting quarterback. The, the offense solid. would have to look like a Lamar Jackson offense almost. Design runs coming exactly. all over the place. Here's what I'm saying. So, say say if I find out Taysom Hill is my starting quarterback for my team, I'm not, ah, it's all right. Ah, God, we could have gotten better. You tell me that we got a solid quarterback and Taysom Hill is just going to be part of the offense. Give that to me every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I'll if you're going to bring him in as a little jack-of-all-trades, I mean, I'll that's bring him one in. I would, I would take him on my team in a minute. The trick plays you can run with that guy? Are you serious? I would yeah. do that every day, but I do I mean, not see he, the guy. He's special teams depth, depth too, so. He is, but I do not see the guy coming in and being a starter for a team and leading a team. I'm not saying leader. He doesn't have a leadership you know, <laughs> mindset. A leader where he's going to step on the field and lead your team to the playoffs. I do not see it. I would not pay that guy that kind of money. There is no way. I, I, yeah. Maybe I'm being disrespectful. Maybe I am. I'm just telling you how I think about it. I mean, sometimes it's not always. You're just doing what you're just doing. What we're here to do is discuss it. I don't think you're being disrespectful. He's a great football player. I mean, it's, great football it's, it's, it's hard. Me, it's hard yeah. to like score a rushing touchdown, uh, quarterback in the NFL, and turn around and go make a tackle on the punt team the next set of downs. You know what I mean? That's the guys in all around incredibly football. hard. Yeah, the guy it's loves football. Hard. I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's, you got to respect his. I respect his game, but I think I think New Orleans has squeezed all the juice out of that lemon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's one of the most talked about guys. I I think he's one of my favorite guys in this position that he's in. Teddy Bridgewater, he's getting his big chance. Obviously, he had that horrible knee injury. Um, was his rookie season or his second season? Uh, he's second season. Second season. What team is the best fit? I, I okay, honestly, I'm, I'm now, and hey, you can give multiple teams. So if you want to give Chargers Teddy Bridgewater again, you can do that. Uh, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I think he would look great uh, at the Bears with that defense, and you know, all I would, the things I would like that. Yeah. You know where I'm going again? I'm going to the Colts. Yeah, I like Teddy with the Colts, and I, all due respect to Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, do you see him falling in as a backup? Do you see I don't, Brissett? I don't, I don't yeah, know what's I mean, gonna happen with that. In my honest opinion. I think Jacoby Brissett did pretty damn well his first real season as a starter. I think he did pretty well. At one point, the Colts were leading their division. I don't yeah, think it I mean, was Jacoby's. They weren't an easy team to beat. You know no, what I mean? not I mean, at all. And I think you give this guy another year, another offseason, learning that playbook. I think Jacoby Brissett could, should be the starting quarterback for the Colts, but that's not always how it works. You know, He's definitely the bargain, Joyce. That's what I'm saying. The, my man. Nowadays. Bo, he literally, he literally, pretty much. Did you hear about him negotiating his own contract? Yeah, so he doesn't, so he doesn't have to pay agent fees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guy, yeah. So I don't know. I love that about the guy. I've always loved Jacoby Brissett. I loved him coming out of NC State. Jacoby Brissett was one of my favorite quarterback prospects coming out in that draft. I think they should give him another year. Let's see what this guy can take you. Moving on, Bo. You said Teddy Bridgewater to the Bears. I said to the Colts. Ryan Tannehill, this is why I would not send Phillip Rivers to the Titans. Will the Titans lock up the man? If not, where will T- Tannehill land? And that was not a wrap, guys. If you it thought sounded, it was a little, a little haiku there. Yeah, a little haiku. All right, I think the Titans are going to lock up Tannehill. How can you not? After what he did last season, after he led these guys to the playoffs. It depends he, what he wants. It depends, it depends how much he money he's asking Exactly for. right. It all comes up to Tannehill, baby. Are you staying in Tennessee? 
or and are you asking for you know the right amount, or are they going to ship you off somewhere? Because he'll, he'll to, get more on the open market. Oh, he absolutely someone, will get. Someone will overpay. For sure. So where do you say? Where do you say? I see him staying with the Titans. What do you guys see him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see Vrabel just being like, "Yeah, I can work with this. Let's build up the rest of the roster." Seeing as he, I don't, you're not going to pay Tannehill can't ask for thirty million dollars. I mean, he just, no, he no, can't. he cannot. He's he got to be back down towards the twenty range. And I mean, nowadays you can kind of work with a twenty million dollar quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can. You I mean, absolutely like, can. Like look, the Steelers look, are taking look a just won the, uh, thirty-three just million dollar hit on Ben. The, the guy that just won the Super Bowl is still in his rookie contract. That's the thing now, man. Get get your quarterback and get him to play young and be good young and so you build your roster while they're young. Yeah, even exactly even right. the number even the number one pick in the draft has a has a crazy affordable contract for the team. Crazy, oh, oh, affordable. unbelievably affordable. Like, it like helps it's the team. So affordable. That, that's what teams are doing now. Like you just said at Best Bow, what they're doing is they're getting a quarterback in young, and they're, they're, they, you know you don't have to spend all that money on QB. And see, you know, a lot of teams are starting to see they've done stuff wrong. They've put all this money in on a quarterback, but then they don't have enough to get the pieces in there. Oh, yeah. So get the quarterback in young, draft you a quarterback, whoever you think is your guy, get him, get the pieces around him, free agency, trades, things like that. Get him an O-line. Get him an O-line. Get him 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 receivers. And you don't even have to have a star running back at this point. I mean, look what the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl with. I mean, I'm pretty sure Damian Williams, it, Damian Williams until they took Sony Michelle last year in the first round. Yeah. And then he broke records in his rookie year in the uh, playoffs. But Damian Williams, I'm pretty sure, was undrafted, though. Raheem Mostert was undrafted. Yeah. So, and I think, well, I think Damian da- Williams and, and Mostert came in together or something. They like came that, in together. They? Yeah, they were both undrafted. So. You know, you and those were the the top two running backs in the Super Bowl, guys. I think that's the top two running backs in the playoffs in general this year, and almost yeah, every I mean, category. Mostert had a game with two hundred yards. I mean, good lord. Damian Williams, I think, had six touchdowns through two games or three yeah. games or something. MVP snub. Yeah, he MVP snub. Snubbed sure. on the MVP of that game, in my opinion. I I I texted someone immediately after the Super Bowl and said Williams has got to be the MVP here. He locked it up for him, man. I mean, it's just it's the quarterback thing. It is. It really is. It's the All right. Thing. So you said Tannehill to Titans. I said Tannehill to Titans. Yeah. Right. Okay. Jameis Winston, the man who just got his eyes checked at the doctor. I know you saw that, Bo. Yeah, LASIK. Yeah, LASIK. Trying to make sure mm-hmm. we can correct some of those ints. He's, yeah, they said why, if he can do it, why not do it? So, so this one of the one of the biggest. I'm, I'm gonna say it. One of the biggest insults that I think was said this season was when Bruce Arian said, if we can win with this quarterback, we can definitely win with another one too. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I don't rough. know if he made it like that, but it definitely yeah. came off as a mad insult. Jameis Winston, Bell, where's he going? This man just had a 30 for 30 season. And I don't, this guy is uber talented, but his decision-making sometimes is awful. And I don't know if he could put it together. And this guy also has one of the strongest arms in the NFL. He really For sure. Does. I mean, he could throw it from end to end. It's, it's, that's not the problem. So do you see this guy staying with the Buccaneers or do you see him going somewhere else? I could see him staying and I could see him staying there, man. I mean, why not? Why would he be getting getting LASIK and, and talking about it like that? If he, you know, if he wasn't, if he wasn't going to stay. And I, I think Bruce Arians can work with him. I mean, 
30 interceptions, man. I mean, that's it's a lot, but I mean, I don't think he can, it can get worse. I think there's only room for improvement. For well, him. it's only I mean, up you know what I mean, you know what I mean. And so, I, I think Bruce Arians could stick with him. And I mean, coming off a 30 pick year, I wouldn't say that that he's going to be, you know, driving a hard bargain on his contract. You know what I mean? I mean, it's no, that's a no, lot, that's a lot, that's a lot of interceptions. I mean, I think he like led the league in passing yards or something like that. I think well, he what he had, like five thousand passing yards, but I mean, still tons of turnovers, and I mean that that can drive the numbers down for them and give them money to spend on their team. Absolutely. So I mean, I think I think I see him sticking around. I mean, the Bucks, I don't see them making huge plays. I I, I don't know if I could see Philip Rivers ending up there or something like that. I just yeah, I don't that's what a lot it. of talk has been is Philip yeah. Rivers to the Buccaneers. I cannot see Philip Rivers in a Buccaneers uniform. I mean, I, I just see Arians loving that relationship, but. I don't know. I, I see James Winston staying. I think Arians is going to try to work with him, see what he can do. Yeah. If you want me to be he's honest. Young, sorry, sorry for any of the, I'm a Philip Rivers fan. But any of these guys out there, I'm going to tell you, you straight. James Winston has more potential and is a more talented, talented quarterback than Philip Rivers. Yeah. You put them up side by side as a prospects, I'm taking James Winston. I mean, if yeah, if you were back, I mean, I guess when they were being evaluated for the combine, I mean, stuff like that, you yeah, definitely Rivers look at doesn't it, have that arm. Of, Rivers, uh, you know, we we talk all this James crap. James probably a better athlete. You know what I mean? He's a oh, heck he's, of a he's better athlete. But so so let's say about this too. You know, we're sitting here talking all this crap about Jameis having thirty interceptions. My God, what did Philip Rivers have this year? Probably yeah, I think what? a lot. Uh, oh no, I know it was a lot. I think he had at least three games with four picks. <laughs> So I don't. This guy in Philip Rivers, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I want to say what I'm about to say. Does he have? Let me ask you this: Does Philip Rivers have it? Though, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, the man, the man played the AFC Championship game with a torn ACL. That's a pretty it factor. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. But but recently, like the past five years, does this man have it? I would say he's better. He's better than. Than eighty five percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL, so yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's just he's he comes with some faults, you know what I you know what I'm saying? It just seems like in late game moments, man, it seems like it starts to just waver, like he he loses focus or or the the. The I mean, he's intense. I don't know if it's focus. I mean, he, dude, he's one of the most intense competitors in the game. If you ever, oh, he talks you know, more craft than any quarterback. Yeah, I, know. I mean, he he loves he loves being a part of a football team. Oh, he absolutely you know, does. I mean, he loves the game. I don't I don't know about f- losing focus. You know, I mean, maybe it's age. You know, it could be something like that these days. I I, I know what you mean. Where it, he he hasn't handled the clutch moment the way he hasn't. You know, his whole earlier in his career. And, and you know, a lot of reason we say that is because of the guys that he's compared against, and namely being Ben Roethlisberger tough. and Eli Manning. Eli Manning having two Super Bowls, Roethlisberger having three. Yeah, three. yeah, and it doesn't so, help that that Pat Mahomes entered his division, you know, late in his career. Oh, it didn't too. help at all. It absolutely didn't help. Yeah, you know, and Derek Carr had a, especially when he first hit the league, he had a, I think a four thousand yard passing year while Philip Rivers was getting up there. He was like, you know, thirty four or five years old, you know, when that hit the league too. So he's he's constantly been having these young guys come in, and you know, overshadow him. <laughs> and, the, and and that division he's in is not an easy division already. It has not been easy as of late, no. So, I'm going to go through these last guys really quick, Bo, so we can fit everything else in. Um, Dak Prescott, 
I see him, the Cowboys locking him up. I imagine you see the same. Yes. Okay. Marcus Mariota. Can Mariota lead a team? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's going to. He's, he's a backup, but. You want to where I see him going to be a backup? Where's that? Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, and this is going to sound kind of crazy. That came out of nowhere. I haven't read this anywhere or anything. I just can see Marcus Mariota being a backup for Carson Wentz on the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles. It just seems right. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see it, and they and they probably going to need it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Going they, they down. Got, you got to have something to back up Carson Wentz at this point. Yeah. Carson Wentz is going to their so line. They, it's, it's their offensive line troubles, man. They they've got Jason Peters and Lane Johnson are so good. I mean, have you seen their record with Lane Johnson on the field and not on the field? It's absurd. I think you asked me this like. Like at least a couple other episodes too. You asked me on this like three episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm you love you some Lane Johnson. I love. I'm uh, just, just, just lineman, just dream lineman. I just wish, God, I would love if he was a Steeler. I'd probably have his jersey. Oh, I know you'd have his jersey. It's so not good. Yeah, probably just you would definitely so have his jersey. All yeah. right, just Nick an Foles. athlete. Nick Foles was all of that money for nothing, bro. Has Minshew Mania arrived finally in Jacksonville? Uh, I think Foles will end up being a waste of money for them. And Minshew well, are they going to their- ship that contract? Are they going to send him somewhere? Uh, I don't know about making that call, but I, th- I think if there's the whole Foles experiment, it's going to be a bust for them. I'm not sure about where he's going to go or how it's going to happen, but I, I, I think I, he I stays. Think- go ahead. No, he finished. What, you, what were we saying? I, I think he stays one more year. Yeah. And then he gets traded. You want to trade it because something. they're not happy. Can I, with can I say a hot take? Can I drop a hot value? take? Can I drop a hot take? Okay. A really scorching hot take. Okay. I mean, I don't think you get much hotter than this. Nick Foles plays one more year in Jacksonville. Okay. And he's shipped to the Los Angeles Rams where he takes over starting QB from Jared Goff. That is a hot take. You need, to, you, need to put, you need to write that down because if you're right about that, it'd be a heck of a prediction. I just, for some reason, could see it happening. I think Nick Foles, wherever he's played, I think he was going to do pretty good this year in Jacksonville. But I think Gardner Minshew just has it. The fans love him. The mustache. Yeah. I mustache think he, he's definitely going to get a shot again this year. Oh, he definitely is. And Jared Goff had an awful, awful regression. And... If he has another bad regression, which I think he's going to. They're, they're having think, a bit of a Super Bowl hangover in general. Exactly. And I think it's going to last longer than one year, man. I, th- the I can see. The didn't help. Could you not see Nick Foles and Rams? I, Nick Foles and Jared Goff already remind me of each other. Can you not see Nick Foles, Bo, throwing passes in that Los Angeles Rams uniform? Uh, yeah, I could see it. He, isn't he like a California kid? That blonde he hair is. and all that? He yeah. is. So that's what I'm saying, man. I can just see it happening. I, and, guys, if this happens, I did not read this anywhere. I don't even think you can look this up as a rumor at this point. I don't even think you could type in Nick Foles, Los Angeles Rams on Google and even pull up anything. Uh, so, we'll see if I get I that one right. I mean, he, didn't he go to Arizona? Yeah, I think Nick I think Foles did where, go to Arizona. I think that's where he went to Arizona. He's a West Coast kid, man. I mean, I'm sure he's from, like, California. <laughs> Man, if I'm, I get I'm, that I'm right, not exactly sure. I'm a I'm a fortune teller, man. If I get that, yeah, that right, that, I mean that's a that's that's a bold prediction, Cotton. All so, right, so. Josh Rosen. Will he finally be put in a good position, or will yeah. he stay in Miami as the backup to the quarterback that they draft? 
he'll probably if i mean if i would if i was him i'd sit and see what happens and just see who they bring in and see if he you're gonna get back into the rotation because they're not happy with the starter Sure. You know, so, I mean, I, I would sit there. I mean, he's going to have to be in it. Wherever he goes, think about it. He's not going to walk into a clear-cut starting role. He will be in competition. Why not compete against somebody who's not been a starting quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Bo, we're going to move on now to the XFL, guys. The XFL just got started. It has gotten off to a great start, wouldn't you say, Bo? Uh, it's, I think, a better start than the AAF did. Oh, absolutely. Got better. Well, see, see, the XFL had already tried to make it work once and they failed. You know, it, it, was, went a, under. it was just a stunt. It, I mean, yeah, it was pretty much well, cameras run across the field and all kinds of stuff. True. So, Nicknames so on the jerseys. They, they, they put their foot in the water, right? To see what it was like. You know, they go under a little bit. AF comes out. They fail. They also learn from the AF's mistakes. Then they come in full blown. We're belly flopping. They came in, I think, hit the ground running. And what the XFL is doing is an unbelievable idea. So it's kind of like the AF, but a little bit different. The XFL, you know, is obviously giving guys that haven't made it in the NFL chances to play on a professional level still. And what's so good about the XFL is it makes it's it's basically letting the NFL watch film on guys in the XFL to see if they want to sign these guys. So this is basically like an NFL tryout for all of these guys playing, and they play as hard as they can because they know that. You understand what I'm saying, Bo? So it's kind of like it's kind of like getting your – it's like being in college almost. You know you know the NFL, the professional teams are going to be watching. The XFL is just better film against better competition. So, so the NFL is really getting to learn about their guys that they're watching. So the – XFL has pretty much said that they may try to sign freshman and sophomore college players too, Bo. Did you hear about that? I think my mic was muted. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I was going to so- say, yeah, okay, so the XFL has said they tr- they may try to sign freshman and sophomore college players. Do you think that can work? I think it's a stretch, but a I a think it can work. I don't think it's – you. once again, we're going back to player safety here. I mean, you're talking about throwing – you're talking about throwing 19, 20-year-old kids – in a game against guys that have already played there's, you know I mean? There's guys in this league that were on NFL rosters like last year, yeah. you know what I mean? That, you know, or in camp last year, you know, or played the whole season the year before. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, there's young guys going to, I mean, going to the NFL. I think, you know, there's most, a lot of these kids getting drafted nowadays aren't even 21 yet, but I mean, you're talking freshmen and sophomores and stuff like that. I mean, player safety is going to be a question mark. I don't know. If that's a big, big time stretch. Maybe, maybe sophomores. I don't. I think they'll always be one year of required college in football. Like so, so basically, sure. I don't think it's a rule though. So, so because that's a rule with the NFL. The XFL has no rule. So I mean, basically, I'm, college, I'm sure college th- is the NFL. You cannot go to the NFL without three years of um, college, right? Can the NCAA block this, though? Because, I mean, they probably could. They probably could. But at this point, they haven't. And the XFL is trying to get it to where they can sign. So, say basically, say a high school recruit, the number one recruit in the country, right? That's going to pick a college. The XFL comes in and says, Well, look, okay, either you can do that, we'll pay you, we'll pay you like $45,000 to plus plus your free living. (laughs) Plus free living, yeah. To come play for us and be against better competition, possibly, and the NFL still watching. I think it, I think the only a lot way of kids will do really, that, man. Yeah, you probably have to lure kids away with more like a hundred thousand. <laughs> Give up because I mean, some of those kids go and get a great education that sets them up for life That's going true. to college That's very too. True. So, 
the XFL wanted to sign Kaepernick and Tebow too. I don't know if you heard about this. They wanted to sign Kaepernick, but since you know the XFL has got to be kind of like um, frugal with their money. I'm gonna say frugal. They got to be pretty frugal. Definitely with lower budget. Definitely lower budget. And Kaepernick apparently wanted so much money that there was no way the XFL could sign him. But you know, people are probably gonna think, oh, well, how dare Kaepernick for wanting that much money? You know, the guys have stepped on the football field in what three years, but I understand because think about what think about the name Colin Kaepernick at this point. Colin Kaepernick may have a bigger name. It's a more well-known name than any football player right now. Just by just yeah. by the political stuff and everything, you would be bringing all that national media attention to the XFL, which is exactly what the XFL wants. They're not just doing this because he's a good player. They know how much attention that's going to bring. Every every football fan in America knows who he is. Absolutely, but most so, Americans just know who he is. <laughs> and I would one hundred percent turn on turn on the uh, uh, XFL. I mean, I turn it on already. I would yeah, turn it on a hundred times faster to see and to see Kaepernick go out there and ball. What if this guy went out there and just set the field ablaze? Basically, he would be saying, "Yeah, like the NFL has been stupid for not signing me." Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? It would definitely help his case. <laughs> and and then again, you know, the Kaepernick, I think just this past week, just came out and said he just said, uh, "Tell the NFL to stop running from signing him." Basically, I don't know. this man, this man, I'll tell you what, this man's got so much confidence. I I'm love it. For, I'm all for what he does for the community and all that. I'm just not sold on him as a football player right now. I'm not sold on him completely as a football well, player. Though. I mean, I, I mean, he could probably – he's better than some quarterbacks that are rolling around the NFL right now for sure. But I just – the money he demand doesn't match the player you're going to get in my opinion. That's very, that's very true. And then Tebow – Tim Tebow wanted to pursue his Mets career. So, yeah. you know, I respect that. Go Tebow. I love Tebow. He's one of the greatest college football players I've ever watched. I would love Te- to see him play football. Tebow is making a lot of money. <laughs> Oh, Tebow is making so much money. The The XFL can't match it. The XFL cannot match it, man. No, and he's the he's the college face. You know what I mean? He he's like he's like the Tom Brady of college football. (laughs) You know, he was the Tom Brady of college football. He literally was. He's a he's a god in college football, man. All right, so the NFL will now now be like I said, diving into a lot of tape to watch for players to sign from the XFL, which is going to help the XFL even more. Think if a lot of players start getting signed from the XFL to the NFL, there's going to be so many other players that want to play in the XFL bow to get that shot. You yeah, got to think about it. Absolutely. So I, I think the XFL, if they if they don't make any dumb decisions, the XFL is going to live very well off of what they're doing right now because they're already. Let's think about Cardell Jones. You know who that is, Bo. Yeah, Ohio State. Play for, play for Ohio State. Cardale Jones, though, is 13-0 and 0 as a starter. I'm not saying XFL. I'm saying he hasn't lost in the XFL game he has played, and he's never lost in college as a starting quarterback. Jeez. This man comes out and plays well. You best believe there are going to be teams in the NFL looking at this guy, trying to get him signed. He's already played pretty well. The other quarterback that's big right now in the XFL, PJ Walker, he put up like a yeah. four touchdown, one interception show week yeah, one. Yeah, he was a uh, he looked good week he one. He looked, oh, he looked he was, so good. He was he think, was what the XFL needed week one. He, he really was. And, and there's there, 
Eli Rogers, Bo, from the from the Steelers. From the Steelers. You know Eli yeah. Rogers. He's yeah. playing in the XFL right now. There yeah. are there are former NFL players in the XFL right now. This is a legit league, guys. You want to, you, say, you, you want to talk about second chances and people caring about that league? Eli Rogers. Not many people know this. Uh, his mom just died this week, and the her last like her final like service funeral was on uh, game day Saturday at like two o'clock this week. And he played in that game instead of going to the funeral because he wants his chance to play. That's how much these guys care. The love of football, man. I don't know if I could do that, but I, I don't it's know. the love of football, it's a, man. People, such a hard as his mother, man. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I think I love football a whole lot, man. But there are a lot of guys out there that love it that's, even more than that, I do. That's another level right there. It's another, yeah, and, it's and another I level. Think he, you know, I think – I think his mom would have known that too. You know, I think he he knows he made the right decision, and and I, I thought it was great. I mean that he that he would have the heart to come out there and do that. Oh, unbelievably, unbelievably strong strong guy. So the XFL obviously has a lot of different rules, right? They have a lot of different little big, yes, quirky, big changes things they do from the the uh, NFL. But here's something I think the NFL should start doing and will start doing that the XFL has done, and it's the first time it's ever happened. So the Dallas Renegades, Bo, made their XFL debut with a beer sponsorship on the lower part of their helmets. They are the only team with advertising on their uniforms. The NFL has never had in-game advertising. you got to think about it, Bo. The NBA just picked this stuff up. Yeah. The NBA just started doing the, the in-game mar- uh, marketing advertising. I think the NFL, they're not dumb. They're going to follow suit with it. I think Absolutely. it was un- unbelievable. I think it's amazing the XFL did this first. I, I think that's um, I, I, that caught me off guard that, that, that you know, I kind of knew already the NFL didn't do it, but it just still didn't seem right that the XFL has done this before the NFL. Is this just one team in the XFL, too? It's, it's only one Dallas? team that's got it. But you, you got to think about all the other teams are going to do it now, too. I guess they want, people want to see what kind of crowds are out there. And, I mean, if you've seen them, I think – the Seattle Dragons, they had a, almost 30,000 fans at their at their game. Their Which first is game. awesome. Man. They're playing in the Seahawks stadium. And I think D.C. Defenders games have been pretty packed, too. I mean, the Houston Roughnecks had a lot of had a lot of people there. That's a great name, by the way, Houston Roughnecks, because roughnecking oh, is thing. a job on an oil rig, and it's just perfect for the Houston area. It, that That is perfect. I'm glad you brought that up, man. It's All right, boys. We're going to drop it in some college talk here, which is pretty much, let's just call it NFL Combine talk because we're two weeks away, guys, from the NFL Combine. I wish I could be up there in Indy. I know the, the National Scouting Combine is going to be amazing, which is what I was supposed to be uh, participating in and joining up there with Jimmy Kibble and those guys. Um, the NFL Combine obviously takes place in Indy, pretty much right up the road from the National Scouting Combine. Let's talk about the NFL Combine some. So, Bo Tua is in the news. The QB had a CT scan done on his hip, and it reported, and reportedly the reports were as positive as possible, which is what every scout and GM wants to hear right now in the NFL. Um, he's expected to be cleared for football activities in another month. Right now, he is on track to throw for NFL teams prior to the April 23, 23rd draft. Which so all of this is going perfectly. Again, I don't think he should participate in the combine, but that's just me. I think everybody knows what he can do. Tua's agent came out and said that he hopes Tua doesn't have to start this year, which is which which is kind of kind of interesting because depending on what team he goes to or what team he's likely to go to, Tua is going to start. 
Yeah, he's you know, good. He should be given. He should be there, given the opportunity. There's talk of sure. him to the Lions. I don't see him going to the Lions. No. I think Stafford has that wrapped up. You got yeah. Dolphins. You had the Bengals in play, and then you have other teams that could trade up for him. I think anywhere he goes, though, he is going to walk in as the most talented quarterback, and that quarterback gives the him as a quarterback gives the team the best, puts them in the best position to win. So I don't think there's any way that he goes that he's not going to come out and start. So obviously the agents. Most likely coming out saying that because he wants to completely get healed. Maybe get a year under his belt, just like Patrick Mahomes just did. That worked pretty, pretty darn well for Patrick Mahomes. It, it worked did. pretty good for Aaron Rodgers. It's worked good for a lot of quarterbacks. So, you know, maybe that's another reason to his agent. Aaron Rodgers waited quite a few years. He did. He did wait quite a few years. Um, now, Bo, you asked me this. With all this stuff coming out about him apparently on the way to being perfectly healthy, right? Yeah. You asked me who really is number one then. A healthy Tua or Joe Burrow? And I thought about it, and I thought I was going to come straight out and say Burrow immediately. But then I actually thought about it a little bit. I still give Burrow the edge, but it is a lot, a lot closer than people think it is. Tua, I think people have gotten lost in the hype of Joe Burrow. Tua is an unbelievable quarterback prospect. Look, he's already the greatest quarterback in Alabama history. The man's already won a national yeah. title. People are starting to not give this guy as much credit because, let's look, it happened at the worst time for Tua. Tua got hurt sure. right as the Joe Burrow hype train was just was just speeding down the track. Yeah, seriously. There was like, it was like, Joe Burrow was already a freight train, and then he had, then Joe Burrow had no competition. <laughs> and then it was just no competition. Then the only yeah. competition was Justin Herbert, which is fine. But, yeah, but you want to see two guys in the SEC, you know, all yeah. due respect to Oregon, that's Pac-12. You don't get as much hype as you do in the SEC. You're not, yeah. The the, the people you're playing and the, the guys you're you're making those throws against just aren't quite the same. So, Bo, to answer that question, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. The slight advantage coming off with the momentum this guy's got right now. Um, after the season, he just had the best quarterback season ever, ever yeah. in NCAA history. But I think Tua is a very, very close second. And then followed by Justin Herbert. Then basically, I think it should be in anyone's list. It should be Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and then any you can order the other guys any way you want them. I think you're going to have Jordan Love in there. You're going to have Jacob Eason. You're going to have Jake Fromm. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be in any order, maybe. You know. Yeah. But the top three, I think, should be Burrow, Tua, Herbert. I don't think I I, I again had Herbert over Tua, but. The more this news that's, is coming that's out, gotta be, that's the lock for the top three. No, that's a lock. Unless some team just falls in love at the combine in the interviews with Jordan Love or something. A guy that I think is going to win the interviews immediately at the combine is Jake Fromm. I think yeah. Jake Fromm is going to blow the interviews out of the water, and then I think Jacob Eason's arm is going to blow it out of the water. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, Eason's body and, and arm are going to really, like his measurements are really going to drive some teams nuts, I think. So that's what I think about Tua. So to answer your question, Bo, I do have Burrow ahead of Tua still. Bo, you didn't ask me, should the Bengals trade the top pick, receive more picks, and still go back and grab Tua? That is enticing. But no, I don't think so. I'm going to take – yeah, I don't think it's I'm still happen. taking Burrow, man. I'm taking – because a lot of times it's impossible. How can this story even be possible? Like I said, the guy committed to Ohio State – transferred he's a, he's an ohio guy and they call him the kid from ohio for god's sakes yeah. what what better you know look how the stars have aligned man 
all of a sudden the year he's, he's coming out after after he for Cincinnati man after he put up the most unbelievable season ever just you know it so happens that year that Cincinnati has the number one pick in the draft so come back home to Ohio uh Joe lead us to the playoffs let's get us that he's definitely, he's definitely slippery. on the way to Cincinnati let's get that slippery playoff win that I thought I had <laughs> I think it was 2015 and then you know Pac-Man and Vontez ruined it so let's see if we can get that playoff win let's see if we can make a deep playoff run here in the who, future who'd y'all who, who, who'd y'all play in that game in 2015 uh, uh, you're not gonna do this to me man we ain't gonna do this on live podcast are we I think our listeners know where that's going Oh, uh, we can't be watching. I remember watching that. Uh, what was that? I think I was at uh, Parker Brackett's house. And I watched that man. Mm, it was Scott. I was so upset. And I had Jonas. I, I had Jonas over there, big big uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He was he was destroying me over it. It was awful, man. I wanted to cry. I wanted to go home immediately. That was quite the crumble, right? There. That was bad. Uh, anyway, guys, I want to talk about the deep cornerback class, and that is cornerback, not quarterback cornerback class we got big names like jeff gladney jeff okuda cj henderson trevon diggs cameron dantzler christian fulton jalen johnson aj terrell bryce hall the three last names i just mentioned are guys that i gotta do scouting reports for blitzalytics so you guys are gonna have to check those out i'll have those links up on twitter when i get those scout reports done it is hard to rank these guys it is and that's not even half of it there are another 10 to 15 names of guys that are uber talented that can surprise teams. I'm just amazed at the talent and the size, Bo. The size in this cornerback class, the majority of the guys I just named, Bo, are 6'1 or 6'2. That's the new standard. But see, I don't understand that. I, I'm not going to get into this, but I don't understand why that's the new standard because you look at, at a lot of the smaller guys in the uh, smaller corners in the NFL. They are very, very good. You know, they all want the the length and the range. But you know, you got a guy like Patrick Peterson. You got Jair Alexander. The small guys do it just as good, man. I'm telling you. No, they do. I mean, in in big big corners, see they they rough on the hips. They look wonky out there sometimes. I mean, like like a lot of people were looking for that Brandon Browner type, but I mean, he ended up getting torched, you know, more than anything over time. Oh, he did. He absolutely did. So, guys, basically, what I'm saying is, if a team needs a cornerback this year, this is the year. Go grab him. You are going to have multiple options in multiple rounds yeah. to get you the cornerback that you need to shore up that secondary. The top gonna, position. When, when do you think there's going? When do you think there's going to be a run on corners? Like, I think like, the run, it's I, gonna it's gonna happen. I mean, they're gonna start. The run, okay, so obviously the the number one corner is coming off the board. I think it's gonna come off the board at the number three overall pick. Jeff Okuda to the Lions for sure. But I don't think that's gonna start the run because everyone no. kind of predicts that the run. I think is gonna be started probably in the in the first ten round in the first ten picks of the second round. I think yeah. there's going to be maybe two corners taken. I can see maybe a uh, like a Trevon Diggs and like a Henderson or a Gladney. Bryce and then Hall, they're, they're gonna, Bryce Hall, maybe someone, and they're going to start rolling in. For sure. Which I, I, feel, I feel it, guy, I like this late like second, QB. early third. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say you're saying late second. I'm saying early second. Yeah. All right. So, guys, the top position groups to keep an eye on at the NFL Combine when you're watching from home, you're sitting on the sofa, you got your snacks ready, got your beer. These are the position groups that I think you should be watching. This is basically I'm going by how deep the position group is, how talented the position group is, and how the the talent level is so close with all of these guys. The number one position group I'm going to be watching at the NFL Combine, other than all of them, 
and who you should be watching, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, is the wide receiver position. This is probably the deepest wide receiver and most talented wide receiver class, draft class we've had come in in probably a decade, I would say even more. You know, you've got guys, that's all I was thinking about it, Bill. You've got Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, Devonta Smith. Those are three C- guys. C.D. Lamb. you got C.D. Lamb. you got LaVisca Chenault. Three of the guys, like I just said, Ruggs, Smith, and Something Judy. Something just happened with Chenault, didn't it? Injury yeah, or something like that? Yeah, but he doesn't have to have surgery. He does not have to have That's surgery. Um, you've got Chenault. I'm trying to think. Uh, I just went completely blank, Bo. Help Justin, me out here. Justin Jefferson's coming out. Justin Jefferson is coming Van out. Jefferson By the way, from next Florida. year, Jamar Chase coming out. Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson. KJ uh, Hill, on, did you say KJ Hill. KJ Hill and Van Jefferson put on a – My boy, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, look, the list goes on and on, man. Like I was saying, though, KJ Hill and Van Jefferson put on an amazing show with their route running ability uh, at the Senior Bowl. So those guys helped their stock a whole lot. This wide receiver class is unbelievable, and it's going to be so much fun to break down the film on these guys and see these guys perform at the Combine. The next position that I think is going to be the most fun is who I just talked about, the cornerbacks. These guys are big. They're athletic. They are very talented. It is going to be a lot of fun to watch these cornerbacks at the combine. Next is offensive tackles. There are a lot of good offensive tackles. Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas, Isaiah Wilson. Go ahead. Who'd you say? Charlie Heck. Charlie Heck, Jedrick Wills, Mekki Becton. These guys, Mekki Becton is one of the strongest offensive tackles I've ever seen. He will completely just throw guys (laughs) out of the way. It is awesome. Josh Jones, who was at the Senior Bowl from Houston. Another great, great offensive tackle. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys. Next is the defensive line. You've got Javon Kinlaw. Obviously, I consider it defensive line. I don't care. You know, other people may say linebacker. I'm putting Chase Young on the defensive line. I'm just putting him down there. Yep. Chase Young, A.J. Epinesa. Jason Sturbridge. Curtis <laughs> Weaver. It is going to be amazing to watch these guys. Uh, Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma. It's yep. going to be amazing to see these guys play and go go at it at the combine. And then, last but not least, the quarterback position. Let's see what Jacob Eason's got in that arm. Um, let's okay. see if he can drop it in the bucket. Routes on air. Let's see what he can do there. See if Tua throws. That's going to be a huge talk that week. Is this guy going to come out and perform? I think he's going to keep it quiet whether he does or he doesn't. We're going to get to see what Jake Fromm gets to look like. Jake Fromm had a regression this year. Let's see what he's able to do out he there. Needs, at the he needs to have a good He needs combine. a good combine, but I think he's going to kill it in the interviews. Yeah. Joe Burrow, everyone can't wait to see what this man does. And I yep. can't personally wait. My The most intriguing, there's two guys that are most intriguing to me. Justin Herbert just came out at the Senior Bowl and pretty much showed Bo that the guy, Justin Herbert shouldn't even showed up. Justin Herbert yeah. just came out and, and just put he himself so far ahead of everyone else it wasn't even funny. Yeah. But the biggest guy at the NFL Combine at the QB position is going to be Jordan Love out of Utah State. What can this guy do? He did pretty darn well at the Senior Bowl. He came out was accurate, was able to lead the team well, get them in the positioning that they need to be in. I think that Jordan Love is going to come out and do a pretty good job at the combine. Let's see how far he can move himself up. But in the interviews, Jalen Hurts needs to have a good day. Jalen Hurts needs to have a good one. He really does. And then, you know, you've got Anthony Gordon. Everyone wants to bring up Anthony Gordon a lot. I, I think the hype is a little bit blown up over him. A lot him. of TDs in that Pac-12. I mean, a lot of – there was a, there was several quarterbacks. Was it Watt, Eason, Herbert, and him all threw a ton of touchdowns. Oh, uh, a ton. The best game of the year, by the way, was watching Justin Herbert and Jacob Eason go at it when Washington yeah. played Oregon. That was yeah. an unbelievable – you want to watch a good QB film, go watch that game, guys. Please go look up the game. Just where, watch uh, the whole game. Watch the whole game. It that, just the, yeah. 
That's what I did. I didn't. I didn't pick a side. I, I didn't go back and watch uh, Herbert Field and then look at Easton Field. I watched the entire game. Unbelievable game, guys. Please go watch it. Um, but those are my top positions in order: wide receiver, cornerback, offensive tackle, defensive line, and quarterback. Quick news, guys, and we're going to get out of here. I got the uh, interview coming up with Justin Wilson here shortly, so you guys stick around and listen to that. Quick news, the Redskins hired the first full-time black female coach, Jennifer King. She worked as an intern for Carolina in the 2017 preseason. Let's go, Jennifer. Let's keep moving things forward. It's amazing, Jennifer. So we're very happy to hear that you've gotten that position with the Redskins. Her and Katie now, right? Yep. That's exactly right. That's all. There's only there's there's four women working as that are coaching in the NFL. Katie Sowers, Jennifer King. I don't remember the other two's name, but Jennifer King is the first full time black female coach. We had, a, was, had a female coach in the Super Bowl this year. Katie Sowers, let's go. Yep. Redskins cut Josh Norman after four seasons. I don't think Josh Norman ever performed that well when he was with the Redskins, so I kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Eric Weddle, Bo, retires after 13 seasons. This man, I'm going I'm to go through these stats real quick. In the regular and postseason, his career stats, 210 games, six-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, 1,235 total tackles, 30 interceptions, 103 pass deflections, 12 sacks, 41 tackles for a loss, five touchdowns, eight fumble, uh, forced fumbles, and seven fumble recoveries. This man what was a, a force what a, yeah, what a and was, had an amazing beard. Five All-Pros. That's five impressive. All-Pros. That is I'm impressive. That's that's a guy, not definitely not first ballot, but down the road, twenty years or so, you oh, can absolutely. see coming yeah, in another one of these in, big man. classes. He'll yeah, sneak his way. He'll probably have the coolest bust in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I, they, <laughs> that, that beard. beard better be on the bust, man. Yeah, man, that's great. So, so, Eric Weddle, you and your beard will be missed by football fans everywhere. Weddle is a good guy. Uh, Greg Olson has been in talks with the Seahawks, Bills, and Redskins. I would personally love to see Greg Olson play with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. That I think that would be unbelievable to watch. I don't know about you, bro. I would love to see Olson with the Seahawks, though. I can uh, already see that uniform. Can you not? Can you not see Greg Olson in that uniform? For sure. I I, th- I think I could. You said the Bills was one, right? Bills, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that Bills had something good going, kind of with Dawson Knox. But I mean, Dawson I think Josh, Knox, jo- Josh Allen and him would be fun. Dawson Knox is such an athletic guy coming out of Ole Miss. I loved him coming out. Um, he was not bad this year. I mean, he wasn't like the best, but he was serviceable. I mean, he's I mean, very serviceable. Um, well, see, you got to think about it. the Bills took Tyler Croft in free agency, and he he yeah. ended up getting hurt. Dawson Knox came out and he balled. Um, another tight end, Vernon Davis, says that concussions were a factor in him retiring. He in quote. Just the simple wear and tear of your time, especially those concussions. They can take a toll on you in the long haul. It's just better safe than sorry. But if it wasn't for that throughout the course of time, then I probably would have played for the next five years at least. But I feel like I made a great decision as I move forward. So we've lost, in this offseason, Bo, we've now lost Vernon Davis and another great tight end, Antonio Gates. Um, Vernon Davis, where do you see him? Is he one of your top guys at tight end you've ever watched? Mm, I wouldn't say ever in my lifetime. We've seen some pretty good ones. Um, I mean, he when he was in his prime, he was definitely a blast. He was unbelievable. But, his prime. You know, but I, I wouldn't say he's one of them. He's not up there with Gates. Let's put it that yeah, way. no, no. Well, right, he's so. not there with Gonzalez, Gates, Gronk. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's just not. I could probably go on if I took more By time. By the way, did to think you see his it. acting? 
Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, that acting blew me away, but I'm going to have to watch what the uh, is yeah. it a show or a movie he's I acting think it's, in. I think it's a show. That acting was honestly really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he did it on the spot, like nothing, like it was nothing. Oh, that, unbelievable, man! That caught me so off guard when I was watching. I didn't even know how to react. Um, guys, last words. Um, any scouts that are interested in attending the National Scouting Combine up in uh, Indianapolis, please email me at scoutingbreakdown at gmail.com, and I will get you the information for it. Let's see here. Um, Bo, go ahead and give you a plug real quick so I don't forget to do that at the end like I did last episode. So go ahead and give you a plug real quick, and then I have some <laughs> other last words for these guys. Yeah, you, um, my co-host forgets about me. It's okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at TSR Bo. That's capital T S R lowercase B E A U. Uh, I'm on there and I post some articles I write for a site called last word on pro football.com. Uh, they're not as frequent as they are uh, because it's the off season, but I am going to try and get one out this week. So be able to look out for that. All right, guys. And a couple of last words before I give you my plug. Ramiro Ferrand, guys, you hear his name every episode. Please get in contact with him. If you are any small school athletes looking for sports representation, my man, you can find him at Ferrand Sports on Twitter. That is the at symbol, F-E-R-R-A-N-D Sports, at Ferrand Sports. Please get in touch with him. My man tells you how it is, so don't get upset when he tells it like it is. Robert Robinson, check out his merchandise. I say this every time. He's one of the best. I don't even know what you call it, Bo. What do you call this guy? Is it like an animated drawer? Graphic it, designer? It, more of a graphic designer, but but the way he, he his pictures look are just unbelievable. He he just sent me a couple of other things last week that, where he made for Kobe. He actually let me use them in a uh, short story that I wrote about Kobe. So I appreciate that, Rob Rob. Good looks, man. Um, you guys check him out. He has some great, great merchandise up on his uh, website. You can find the link to his website on his Twitter, and you can follow him on Twitter at RobRobGraphics. Please go follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit Blitzalytics.com. That is B-L-I-T-Z-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S. Blix, uh, excuse me, Blitz Blix. 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 Yeah, Blitzalytics, man. Blitzalytics. Please go follow them. Go to the members page. Click on Jacob Patterson, check out my portfolio, look at the articles that I've written, learn about me a little bit, guys. Um, so what I'm going to do now, guys, is I'm going to give you my plug. You can find me on Twitter at Scouting LLC. Um, like I said, I'm going to be having my positional rankings coming out. And probably in the next week, 7 to 10 days, they'll be up on Twitter. You can go check them out. I'll have them up on Instagram, too. Um, find TSR on Instagram at scouting underscore LLC. We always have some good stuff on there for you. Go give us some likes, give us some follows and find the scouting report on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us some thumbs up. Give us some, uh, subscribe subscribers, or I guess be some subscribers. As well, leave us a good say. review. Yeah. Leave us a good review. We'll, we'll take any good reviews. So if there's anything else y'all want to hear us talk about anything that you think could make the show better, Please let us know. We are open to any ideas. We want to make you guys happy, make it more enjoyable for you guys to listen to. But, Bo, with that, man, I think I'm going to bounce out of here. I'm going to leave the uh, leave these guys with the Justin Wilson interview. Guys, I hope you enjoy it. And TSR out. Peace out, Bo. Peace. And my man, Justin Wilson, who will be participating in National Scouting Combine up in Indy that is run by Jimmy Kibble himself. Justin, how are you doing, man? You doing all right? 
I'm doing well, man. I'm feeling good, and I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, so let me ask you this, man. Are you uh, how excited are you to be taking part in the National Scouting Combine? Oh man, um, I remember when I first found out. Uh, I didn't like. I'm not the type to like get real emotional or anything, but like I got really, really excited. And you know, I told uh, my mom she was real proud of me. I told my trainer, and uh, he was real proud of me too, because I know that it's a really, really big combine, one of the uh, biggest ones in the world. Actually, um, I heard from someone. And I, I was just honored, man. It just made me feel like whatever I'm doing, everything I'm doing is really helping me to improve and helping me get on that that scale with uh, scouts uh, to play pro ball. Yeah, man. It's something to be proud of. The, the National Scouting Combine is a legit, legit combine. Pretty much you're going to have a lot of scouts every from every professional level there because the, obviously the NFL Combine is going on that week. So yeah. you've got scouts from every level that are going to be watching you, man. So pretty much I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Now, I have here you play football at the University of Dubuque. Did I yes, say that right? Yes, you did. Dubuque, all right. That's up there in Iowa. You started for three years and you became an all-conference champion, correct? Yes, sir. I did. All right, so tell me a little bit about your football career, man. You know, just going through all of that, some of the obstacles you went through and the challenges you've been through and what's brought you to where you are right now. You want me to start from, like, high school or college? or where, Wherever you want to start to, man. This is your show. Um, this is your show tonight. I'll start I'll start from high school. Um, to be honest, in high school, I didn't really uh, like football. It was crazy. I didn't like it. All my friends did. I was more of a track guy. Um, and uh, it uh, – it just came over me because I, I watched it, you know, from the sidelines and my friends were doing it. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta do it. I began to like have a love for it. And then I remember when I did it, um, I just, it just stuck with me, man. And I know that some people say like, when you find a love for something, you find a love for a sport, it never like starts off as in you liking it. And then after, you know, high school, senior year, I, I was all conference and stuff like that. I went to Dubuque. Uh, football came like even more of a high passion. Um, my first year freshman, I didn't I didn't play, um, but I learned a lot when I was on like scout team and uh, learning from the older guys, the older cats that were playing. And my sophomore year, I began to get a lot of take at linebacker and um, on special teams as well. And playing special teams it made me really learn how like important special teams is I feel like a lot of people like put down special teams because you like you know you barely on the field you're not on the field as much but it's really important to the game and it can really like make a huge turn in the game um, yeah well it, it's where a lot of your new guys coming in that aren't as experienced it's where they get a lot of their playing time exactly. and they learn a lot as a football player yeah and that's how I learned a lot I was from special teams and when I started getting reps like second string first string then I became, I want to say, I started to reach my peak and I started to understand the game a little bit more and more like, I'll say more of the like starlight, star shine began to like shine on me, more cameras began to look at me. And uh, next thing you know, I look up, man, and we, you know, we champions. And I got a ring on my finger. And I remember my freshman year, I looked at the older guys who got a ring on their finger and they're like, you can have this one day. And I just, you know, I look at it every single day and I'll just be like, I'll work really hard for this. Um, I struggled for this. I even broke my foot, man. I came back from that. I broke my foot my senior year. Came back a couple months later, and uh, it's just I'm all about adversity, man. I'm all about being starting from the bottom and then like moving my way up to the top, however way I could. Working your way through it, man. That that's the biggest thing. If you can stay through the grind and grind through everything, 
a lot of coaches and scouts love to see that, man. You don't give up on yourself. Yes, you sir. always want to strive to be better. That, that's what a lot of guys look for. So basically, for y'all that don't know now, Justin, you are a linebacker safety hybrid pretty much. Yeah. Which yes, is sir. really interesting this year because we have a guy coming in to the NFL draft who's pretty much a top 10 lock from mm-hmm. Clemson because he's a linebacker safety hybrid in Isaiah Simmons. Okay. So, so you know, that's huge that you're a linebacker safety hybrid because, you know, the, the game's evolving completely yes. right now. Yes. And they want versatility among all their defenders. You know, you got guys in the, the NFL like Derwin James, Jamal Adams, who can come up and run support, but ha- have the coverage skills they do in safety. So let me ask you this. Are you going to be trying up at the National Scouting Combine? Are you going to be trying to do the DB drills and linebacker drills? Yes. Um, I feel like it is very important for me to show showcase um, that I'm very versatile and to show that I can do more than one thing. I just feel like my chances are high with me playing multiple positions on the defensive um, side of the ball. I just want to show that I can do it all, man. I really feel like I can do any defensive position on the defensive side of the ball. I love defense. Uh, With me, um, my biggest struggle on, like, changing when I was playing more than one position was, like, you know, coverage. I didn't understand coverage at first, but then when I started to study, it became easier for me, and I began to, like, take it on the field with me. And then next thing you know, I'm getting picks, I'm getting knockdowns, I'm getting tackles before the receivers even can get one yard. So let me ask you this. If you had to pick a position, now obviously they're not going to make you do that, but if you had to pick a position um, that you would want to play the rest of your career, you get to pick between safety and linebacker, which one are you going with? I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with linebacker, man. I, I like hitting. Yeah, you like that contact, man. You put the like contact, contact in football, man. right? Yes, I do. I'm all for the coverage, too. Coverage makes me feel good, too. It's something about that hit, man. They don't they don't come back as strong as they did the first round. <laughs> Absolutely so. not, man. Okay, let me ask you this. Can you remember the moment that you realized football was your passion? Was there, was there a specific moment that you were watching a game, you saw a certain play, you were on the field? What was it that made you realize this is what I'm, I'm meant to do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like it was when I had um, my first tryout. I think it was for a, a CFL team. It's from the Montreal Ardolets. And um, I was doing coverage in my first rep. You know, I missed the ball. I put the wrong hand out. I put my right hand out instead of my left. And, you know, the coach came up to me. He was like, you are so fast and you are so quick. But do you notice when you make one small mistake, it, it just, you, you don't have the, you don't, can't make the play. And I was like, yeah. And I always wonder, like, what's, what's wrong with that? And he's like, you got to put it all together, put all the techniques together. And when he talked to me, like, you know, I felt like, wow, like, he, you know, he noticed me. You know, it's hard to get noticed by a coach. And then next thing you know, man, after my reps on that trial, I was killing it. I was probably one of the top linebackers there. And that's when I feel like I discovered I can play one than one position. So basically, like, my moment was when I discovered that, like, I can do it all. Like, I'm fast, jump high, you know, I'm strong. I can be a thumper if you need me to be. I feel like that's, that's, my, that's my time. I love it, man. I love the mindset. You come in with a very – you don't come in with a cocky mindset. You come in with the oh, mindset no. that, that 100%, you know, I'll put in 100% effort. 
to come in. You're confident. You're confident in your game, and that's exactly what it takes, especially when you're going against – because you know there's going to be other good athletes at this combine. Absolutely. But but I'll be honest with you, man, that the advantage that you have over a lot of guys is the fact that you – or a safety linebacker hybrid. That that's a big advantage. A lot of guys, you know, you know, a lot of guys with with like the D line and linebacker, you come in, you like a tweener, right? And yeah. That's that, that's yeah. look that's looked down upon to be a tweener. But when you yep. can when you're a linebacker that can play with coverage ability like a safety, mm-hmm. and, or safety that can come down and just lay the lay the wood on a running back that's just come through a gap, that's huge. <laughs> Coaches look for that stuff, man. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's going to be a big to your. Uh, advantage yes sir yes sir um i know it's a lot of linebacks so like i said i went to a couple of trials here when i was just beginning starting this journey um i got a couple of friends that are linebackers they uh they're just they, they're real big man and there's nothing wrong with that. that's how you want your linebacker anyway and like i'm big myself but they always noticed that, like not to like talk about them because i'm not i'm just saying like, they couldn't really move quickly you know what i mean like the feet kind of stuck in the ground when it came to coverage you're they talking like they up. can't turn their hips, like open up their yeah. hips and run? Yeah, absolutely. And hips are important, man. For you to be, you know, I guess kind of flexible is important, too. You know, stretching is a huge tool in football, man. It stops injuries and stuff like that. Um, but it's, I just noticed that, like, foot gets stuck in the ground. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be like that because you get looked over if you can't do more than one thing. Like, you I don't think there's ever a scout, and I'm not a scout, and I, so I can't talk for all of them, but I don't think the scouts come to look at just one thing you can do. You know, that's why like, that's why we have, like, grading scales and stuff like that. You know, I just feel like you need to show everything that you can do, not this one thing that you're best at, you know? Well, like you said, man, of course, like, in the game today, too, with linebackers, they're looking – so so you just said like, – I want to key in on something. You, you said yeah. in the beginning of the podcast that you said, you know, you were a big track guy. Yes. Yeah, well, that, that stands out to me as a scout because what that tells me is sideline to sideline ability. Yep. And um, that's what they look for at the professional level right now. You got a guy like Roquan Smith that just came out of Georgia who's sideline to sideline. Devin Bush yeah. who just came out of Michigan. Yeah. So that's huge too. You know, you got a guy that's coming out like you, Justin, that's, you know, you, you've done track before. You yes, got sir. coverage ability like a safety. I mean, that's, that is the full package. And like yes. you just said, man, the fluidity in the hips, or, you know, or what you'd call oily hips. Mm-hmm. If you see see a linebacker that's able to open up his hips and run downfield with a receiver, a tight end, a running back, anything like that, yes, sir. scouts are going to be eating that up, man. So yeah. you go up there and you show that the the NSC. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be getting offers, man. I'm telling you that right now. And uh, I really feel like I am going to get some offers coming out of this combine. I feel like this one is is, is calling me, man. Um, I'm very very excited. Um, speaking of like being around the ball, man, that's all my coaches preach. That's all they preach to us was always be around the ball, no matter where the ball is. Like I said, like playing linebacker, man, you're not always around the ball. You got, you got to get there, whatever you do, whoever you got to get through, you just got to get there. And I always just had that mindset of, I got to get there. And I guess that made me like get better in coverage. Cause I, you know, I got to get there, you know? So let me ask you, let me ask you this, Justin. So, for any of those guys that don't know, so how much are you a big film guy? Are you are you a a guy that likes to study a lot of film? Yes. I am. Anyway, what can you say that that's done for you? Just you know, being in the film room and looking at things and learning. Um, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this loud and proud. I hate watching myself mess up on film. I literally hate it, but at the same time, 
it makes me feel good because I know my next rep, when I take it, it's better because I know what I made a mistake on. Um, I'm all about form as well. Am I low enough in my back pedal or am I rising when I see someone, you know, building up their speed coming at me? And when I change my hips, I still got my eyes focused on the receiver. Or am I looking at the ball, which is slowing me down? Um, I remember when I first started, that was a huge mistake that I had on watching film. Me and my trainer watched film together. We had film sessions um, of, like, me going against other receivers that I go against sometimes. And my huge problem was I was looking back for the ball when I was getting closer and closer to my man. But as – I don't know if um, – I'm sure other DBs notice, linebackers notice that when you look back at the bar, the quarterback throwing the ball, it slows you down mm-hmm. and you lose that hip to body contact with your receiver. So, yeah, film is, is very, very huge on my learning process. Yeah, man, at this point, you know, I, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of players have said they, they don't like watching film, but it, it 100% elevates your game and your football IQ, 100%. I think it. I, I think that's obvious. And like you just said, you hate watching yourself on uh, on film. Well, I hate listening to myself on this podcast. <laughs> I listen, I, you know, I go through and listen to my every episode I do to see how I sound, and I can't stand it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but you're going to make this episode a little bit easier to listen to, my man. man. But let, let me ask you this. What type of training have you been going through? Or, or and another way okay. I could say that, what, what type of, what, you know, part of your skill set are you working on the most that you want to work on before you mm-hmm. get up there and in? Um, I'll say two things. Um, the type of training I'm doing uh, with my trainer, Michael Zuifo, is very elite. Um, I train with a couple of NFL players, too, uh, just to shout them out. Uh, Dan Arnold, who plays for the Cardinals. Uh, my buddy, Michael Joseph, um, he went to UD, too. He is now on the Bears. Um, a couple other guys around the area who are uh, maybe seniors in college and, and also trying to make a journey to play pro. Train with them. Um, for me, um, I'm working on speed for the 40. And that's the, I feel like that's the killer event everyone looks at, especially like for the big guys, can this, can this guy move? Like how fast can he move, you know, in 40 yards? How fast can he move in a straight line? How fast can this guy go? Also, like I said, coverage. I'm working on me staying low. Cause I know I can get high sometimes I'm working on my ability to move in open space. So for me, it's open space and it's speed. Um, I feel like if I can, you know, which I have, um, just master these two things that my game can come at a high pro level very quickly. And that's what I've been working on, man. So, so let me ask you this, how, how I'm sure it's now you say you're working with, with NFL players right now. Yeah. How much are those guys helping you or giving you advice about doing things differently or, or showing you a certain way to, to train for something? Is it helping you a whole lot to work with those guys? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, um, my buddy, Michael Joseph, he's a DB. He, you know, teaches me footwork and try to make it, like I said, more fluid. If you watch some linebackers when they move in open space, it's really like kind of almost fell or I'm slipping or stuff like that. He, makes me feel you know comfortable in this like low position and like um moving and where my eyes and stuff like that and they and they and they also um he always talks about like how other players play you don't have to just reflect your game on just one player you can take 
all these um, best attributes from other players and like compare them to your game. You know, of what course. I mean? And they teach me stuff like that because that's how you make yourself better by watching someone else who do what you do wrong. They do it really well. And exactly. That's what I do with them because I, you know, obviously they're higher in the rankings than me because they're already in the league. So I look at what they do. You know, I just compare it to my game. Um, for example, uh, my buddy Dan, he he a tight end for the Cardinals. You know, when I go up against him, he's a big guy. I just look, I'm pretty sure some guys bigger than him. So I gotta, you know, I gotta keep my eyes where I gotta be very aggressive and stuff like that. Um, I just I just take what they say, I put it in my head, and I just apply it to my game. That's awesome, man. You, we call that coachability. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Always wanting to learn more about the game, learn what you did wrong, and improve every day. Yes, sir. But so you just talked about speed, though. So you don't have yeah. to tell me if you don't want to. I'm just seeing <laughs> if we can get a prediction. What's that 40 time going to look like, Justin? Man. <laughs> or are you going to let it be a surprise? It's up to you, man. Um, oh, man. I, want, I don't want to feel like I'm like backing down if I don't answer, though. No, no. You don't have to answer. Hey, 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 get, give them big excitement up there, man. You ain't got to say nothing if you want to. I want to say that. I will definitely be one of the top linebackers with the fastest 40 time for sure. And I guarantee that y'all heard it. Y'all heard it on the TSR podcast first. This man is going to put up one of the fastest 40 times. Most definitely. Um, I feel like the 40 will break me out and it'll turn some heads. And that's what I'm planning on doing. Well, basically my next question for you, man, was what part of your game do you think is going to surprise scouts the most? Do you think it's going to be that speed of the game or, or is it something else that you think it may be? Uh, I don't think it'll just be the speed. I think it'll be the just the way I come back. You know what I mean? Because you know, at these, at the at the combines, man, you you gonna make a mistake, and I'm not the type to hang my head down after a mistake. I'm the type to show that I'm better at my next rep, and I'm the type to show that I can always get better each and every single time. I know I will never decrease in whatever I do, on or off the field. That's a great answer. I don't think we could have got a better answer than that. So. So what drill do you think you're going to kill it in up at the combine? Um, now, you just said the 40, so I guess that's yeah. – uh, give me one more you think you're going to do a good job I'll in. I'll say the 40 and um, – let me see. I want to say the, um, the bag drills, but with the catch in the ball, that drill. Man, I that's, think, I, think I'm going to kill impressive. it. It, it like, uh, demonstrates coverage with that drill, and I think, I, I think I'm going to kill it. I think I'm going to show I'm the most fluid and movement and open space in that drill. So let me ask you this. Have you been talking to Jimmy Kibble at all? Have you all been in contact um, a lot? Through email. Uh, he uh, was just making sure I was coming and make sure I was prepared. And he sent me the, the um, um, where the hotel was and stuff like that. And um, what time we'll eat dinner and breakfast and stuff and um, where sports zone is. So, um, so basically Jim, Jimmy, Justin, First, I'm gonna tell you this. Like you said, you know you're excited to be a part of this. Yes, sir. The combine, everything. Jimmy, this guy puts on one hell of a show up there in Indy. Yeah, he's that. The NSC is getting more and more popular every day. They have legit equipment that they're gonna be clocking you on. It is 100% legit. Uh, I actually met Jimmy last year at the combine. He right. ended up telling me what what all he did because you know I had just started up TSR while I was doing scouting and promotions for small school athletes. 
And he basically told me, well, hey, man, I got a basically a combine. I run them all through. They get all their numbers. So me and him hit it off immediately. And ever since then, TSR has basically been partnered with, with uh, BSN. Right. But yeah, man, he's going to set you up. He's going to take care of you. Uh, you know, any any of the small school guys listening out there, um, if you can't get in this year, definitely try to be in the um, National Scouting Combine next year because Jimmy Kibble will look after you. Now, are you represented by an agent right now or are you just pretty much self, self-made self right now? I'm pretty much self-made. and Sorry to cut you off. I apologize. Uh, I'm pretty much self-made right now. I don't have an agent. I'm pretty sure um, when I'm beginning to talk to teams, I will have an agent. But, you know, I'm I'm real happy that on how far I made it without an agent. Um, like I said, I started from the bottom, and I always wasn't how I am right now. I uh, was not getting looked at. I was definitely not one of those athletes who the coaches wanted. But as I kept like striving for greatness and kept going through that adversity, man, I'm I'm reaching my peak, and I, like I said, I can get better and better. I think I you got a long way to go, man, before you reach your peak. One hundred percent. Now I gotta ask you this: some fun questions, real quick. You got a favorite NFL team for me? Oh man, look, I'm from Wisconsin, man, so I'm gonna have to go with the Packers. I'm sorry. The Pack, hey man, I respect that. Hey, I'm from uh, I'm a big Bengals fan. I'm down here in Virginia, but I'm still a Bengals fan, man. I'm hoping we get Joe Burrow in the draft. There you go. But what made you a uh, Packers fan? Just from being up there, just growing up as one, family? Yeah, family. Family, all about the Packers nation, man. All about the Pack gang, man. Go Pack, go. Um, I had the Packers in the Super Bowl this year, man. They let me down. I did, too. too. You know, I was upset, but, you know, A-Rod, he got it, man. He'll be good. Who did you have in that Super Bowl before the game? I had the 49ers, man. I had the 49ers. George Kittle is a beast. George Kittle is a beast. He also loves to hit, man. Y'all got something in common. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully I play against him one day, man. That's one of the dreams of mine because he's a he's an incredible athlete and he's also a, uh, a very nice guy, man. I talked to him one time before he texted me because uh, I had um, somebody who I worked with. He was friends with George Kittle. And, um, George is a very nice guy. He gave me some real good advice. It's, um on like getting ready for huge events such as like a pro day or a combine and stuff like that. He uh, he is very smart and he is very gifted, very gifted athlete. And um, I'm always excited to watch him, man. He is a very, very, very good athlete, man. Let and me I, ask you this. Is George Kittle the most famous guy on your phone? Uh, <laughs> I would say so. I mean, we all talked to him one time, man, but I definitely had to save that contact. because he. Is, oh, of course. <laughs> you got to say you talked to George Kittle, right? Yes, sir. Yes, Can't sir. let that slip away, man. All right. You got a favorite player, all-time or right now playing? Oh, okay, how about we'll do this? We'll do your all-time favorite and then your favorite right now. All right, so who's your favorite all-time NFL player? Oh, that's, that's hard. It's like so many of them. Um, my favorite all-time player right now, um, I'm not a running back, but I like Marshawn Lynch, man. Hey, beast mode. It's that, that, that phrase you just said, that beast mode, man, because that's – that's how I feel like I play. It's just that when I'm off the field, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm this nice guy. You know, I'm still determined and stuff like that. But when I'm on the field, man, whether I got the helmet on or not, or whether I'm competing, I'm this different person. Just like Jalen Ramsey said, he said when he on the line, he literally, you know, fighting for his life, he turned into this monster. Well, when I'm on the field, man, I'm I'm in beast mode. I so just, okay. What about – I didn't mean to cut you off there, Justin. What about uh, – so he's your all-time. Do you have a player – well, I guess technically he played this year. Do you have a player right now there in the NFL that um, is your favorite? 
Surprised you're not picking a Packers guy, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all for Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. But um, I play defense, man. So, you know, my favorite player right now is Jalen Ramsey. I love Jalen Ramsey. Um, I'm not much of a big mouth talker like he is, but, you know, I'll say a couple things. But <laughs> I was about to ask you, man, did you talk like Jalen Ramsey on the field? <laughs> oh, no, man, I just compare my game to him, man. He's just relentless. He's just relentless, man. It doesn't matter who he's going against. He always wants the best athlete, and I always want to go against the best. Whether, you know, I make a mistake going against him or not, I don't care, man. I want to get myself better, and then you can't never get better unless you go against the best. And That's, that's 100% true, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jalen Ramsey it is. All right, so Jalen Ramsey is your favorite player. All right, so yes, let me sir. ask you this. What player do you think you model your game after the most? Mm. Is there a player that you, you want to play like, that you want to be like in certain aspects? Or if, if there's a couple of them, if you take a little bit from right. a lot of different players, like who are those guys and, and yeah. what about them makes you want to play like them? Um, I asked her this question for you know, BSN. They uh, sent me this email and they asked me this question. And I said one of them, I think I had a couple of them. One of them was Jabril Peppers. You know Jabril Peppers is? He, oh, I, I love some Jabril Peppers, he, man. He, is a hybrid for sure good in coverage and he is also a, a big thumper man i remember watching him get drafted he was not drafted very high um but i loved him, seeing him play at michigan and he just i feel like i play like him when it comes to that big thumper mentality and i can also do something else like he was preaching very highly in the combine that, you know, I'm going to do these DB drills too, just to prove that I'm not just this one-minded set player. And that's why I say Jabril. Uh, another player I say is Ray Lewis. You know, I don't have a legacy like Ray, but uh, I was watching this interview on Ray Lewis, and he said that he was never the player who a coach pointed out and said, I want him. And that didn't mean that, that didn't mean that he couldn't be great, that he couldn't accomplish those high set goals that he made for himself so i said ray lewis as well and the last player i compare myself to is hassan reddick um he is i like, love that yeah man hassan reddick he's definitely another player who i don't think came from a big school and i i don't come from a big d1 school either but i know i can compete with all the big d1 players and he showed that he can do more than one thing as well man and he just He's a relentless player too, man. So that was my; those were my three players, man. All right, man. So, so let me ask you this: You're gonna be up there in Indy. Is there anything that you're gonna be trying to do up there? Obviously, you gotta compete in the uh, with the football drills, stuff like that, the combine. But anything else you're trying to do up there in Indy? You gonna to try to go go see the stadium uh, statues around Lucas Oil, anything like that? What What are you trying to do? Go um, up there and sightsee. I would definitely make that uh, one of my priorities: go see the stadium, but. I just gotta, I gotta compete, man. My mind lately has just been on, you know, how my life gonna change after this combine. Cause like, I really, really feel like I'm gonna be a top prospect coming out of this combine to go on a team. And like I said, I'm like you said too, man. I'm not at my peak yet, but I definitely know it's coming. And I'm just I'm waiting on that call, man. And I just want to show the world what I can do. Hey, man, you're going to get that call. I 100% believe you are going to, man. Like I said, you, there are there are guys sought after that do the things you do, linebacker, safety. They want that in the NFL, man. That, the NFL is always evolving. The game's always evolving, and you're evolving right there with it, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate but, it. 
So, so another question: Do you have any athletes in your family? Any former football players? Anything like that? Um, no. Uh, my mom was just a, she. She did track. She was real good. But uh, no, nah, man, I was raised by a single parent. But my mom, um, my sister played basketball. My older sister, she was really, really good. Um, I think because she was good and I wasn't, that's why I like basketball. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she was good and she used to beat me and I used to be like, nah, I can't let no girl beat me. I gotta change my sport. So like, no, <laughs> but, uh, um, all my sisters played basketball. Um, I did track and my mom did track. So I think I like took after my mom, but then it just. How many sisters do you have? I had three sisters. I'm the only boy. Only boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man. Yeah. How hard? How hard was that growing up? It was absolutely awful, man. You know, I love them to death, but that was terrible, man. I always hung out with my cousins, dude, because I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. They, they embarrass you a whole lot at football games, screaming for you. Yeah, man. You know, try to walk past them, but you can't walk past family. So, oh, absolutely, man. They're proud of you. I'm proud of you, man. I, I think you're going to do a great job up in Indy. I, yeah. I, I personally can't wait to see what your numbers are going to be. Yes, sir. I think you are going to put on an absolute show, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, guys, this is the end of the interview. We're going to wrap this up. Justin, I appreciate it so much, my man, you coming on. This has been a great interview. Yes, sir, man. Couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, Guys, be ready for Episode 8 of the TSR Podcast this Thursday. We will be breaking down all things football. Any scouts that are interested in attending the National Scouting Combine, please email me at scoutingbreakdown at gmail.com, and I will get you the information about it. Any athletes looking for representation and someone that will work hard for them, please contact my man, Ramiro Ferrand. I just talked to him the other day. He's putting that work in every day for his guys. He will get your name in the hands of the right people. Find him on Twitter at Ferrand Sports. Follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the members page. Uh, click on Jacob Patterson. Check out my profile. Check out the articles I've written. Everything like that. Give me, give me some thumbs up. And also... Follow my man, Justin Wilson, on Instagram, jwill underscore 42. Give this man some love. We've loved having him on the TSR podcast. Uh, I, I'm trying to get my followers up like you, Justin. <laughs> you, you got about 1,800 followers, man. We need to get TSR up there, man. Man, that's how I gave you a follow, man. I definitely put you on my story, by the way, too. I had to, man. So hopefully you get a couple. Um, I know that I got – BSN got a couple, too, man, for my page. But I, I appreciate the opportunity, man. I thank you so much. I'm just glad – um, I can be on here and just tell my story. Thank you, man. I appreciate it a lot, Miss Patterson. Thank you. Hey, man, th- this won't be the only time, man. We'll get you back on here after the combine. We'll get what yes, you sir. thought about it and, and how you did and everything like that, Justin. But I appreciate you having uh, coming on and us having you. It's been awesome. Love talking football with athletes like you, and we will do it again. All right, guys, that will be the end of the podcast for tonight. And TSR out. Peace out, guys. Yes, sir. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of mass significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no All that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball, we're ready, so let's go Well, I got the gotta get it, put it in you Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue